All right, so Mr. Eduardo. Yes, Mr. Christopher. So far, mm-hmm. and maybe it will be forever this way, you and I are the only ones that have beat Detroit Become Human. And so it shall be forever this way, I believe. It's, yeah, I, I think so as well. And quite frankly, like you beat it a long time ago. I, I'm actually really late on getting this game beat. So I, yeah, I, I apologize for taking me so freaking it. long. Oh, well, I feel like you played it right after it came out. I did, but I don't even remember when that was. I, I don't either. <laughs> it's just been on my hard drive and it just stares at me. It's on my little dock or whatever you call that right there. And it always stares at me like, ah, I should be playing that H1Z1. Well, there's, I mean, there's no need to apologize, but at the same time, I'm so glad you finished it because man, I've been wanting to talk about it with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that is what we're going to do here. So I don't know if it's, I mean, I guess we should say this is going to mm-hmm. contain spoilers. Yes. So. If you've not beaten Detroit, you probably don't want to hear this discussion. You know, like, just save this for later. Yep. It'll always be there on the internet for you, and you, yep. you can listen to it. Um, but I, I don't know that we'll do like a traditional like beat by beat spoiler cast kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just figured we'd just chat about it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I wanted to be able to. You know, I hate one. Of, I, I don't hate, but one of the things about the podcast is you can't talk about some things because of spoilers, and so yeah. it's, it's kind of nice to be able to just talk about it. Yeah, that's kind of crazy because I had posted the the my credit image on our Twitter uh, whenever I had finished it, and mm-hmm. then somebody messaged back on there like, "Oh, I'm really eager to hear what your thoughts are," and I was like, "Okay, cool, I'll talk about it this week." And then I thought I was like, "Wait a minute, well, I you really can't say much, yeah, <laughs> other really than can. you liked it or didn't. There's yeah. not really anything you can do because it gives away almost everything about the game, you know? Exactly." And especially this kind of story, one that's very narrative heavy and like your choices matter based on Mm -hmm. how the story goes. It's like everybody's is different. You kind of want them to just figure that out on their own. Yes. Depending on how, you know, they handle those kinds of games. Because some people are are crazy and they'll they'll finish a chapter and then they'll do all the different variants right then before even moving on. That's not me. That's not me. No, no, no. I did that after I finished the game. But... Because it saves your most recent one, it would have, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted it to be my true reaction and what actually happened to yes. be what happened in the game. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, so I guess we'll just start with like high level. Like, what did you think overall at the end of the game? Was it was it good? Was it bad? Is it your game of the year? Is it just okay? Like, what are your thoughts? I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Um, I didn't have... And, and I think you had said that you hadn't played the Quantic Dream games before. Yeah, I had actually never played one. Okay. And so I had just before the game, I had been playing Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. Mm-hmm. And so I was very used to the control scheme and the moving the right stick up and to the left or whatever to, to interact with things. So I yeah. didn't have... I know you struggled with that, and I didn't have that. Um, so I... Man, I just loved every bit of the game. I loved the casting. I loved the writing. I loved finishing a chapter and seeing the branch, the the tree branches of what mm-hmm. could have happened. And oh my gosh, this I could have done this way over here. And what was it? Because they don't tell you what it was until you've mm-hmm. gone back and played it. And and uh, I just had a blast with it. Um, because you can kill off characters. There, it added a layer of. Uh, just uh, it, it raised the stakes and I was nervous at every turn because it was like, is this the time I accidentally kill off Marcus? You know, I've got to keep yep. these people alive. Um, yeah, uh, I really, uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, uh, there was, 
it took a little bit uh, for it to take off for me. Uh, I, th- I think mm-hmm. you had to kind of go through each person, each of the three main characters' kind of introductory story. And then once they got you familiar with everyone, then I felt like the story took off. But uh, once yeah. it did, I was, I was, uh, I was raring to go. Um, I gotcha. recently replayed God of War, and man, I I fell in love. Oh, with Oh, you all- did? I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Did you the whole like game new game plus? Did you carry over your stuff or I did didn't? You start it was fresh? it was yeah. It was right before the new game plus, so I just started uh, fresh gotcha. all gotcha. over again, and I really enjoyed it. But I still think I'm gonna have. Detroit barely edges it out, but just ah, for, gotcha. for completely different reasons. Yes. Well, you know, at the same time, um, I feel like this style game is very much your wheelhouse. I mean, you, right, you've, right. you've openly said, and it's on our you know our website and under your little bio there, that your favorite game of all time is Tales from the Borderland, correct? Right, right. Yeah, and you're. I know you're a huge into the Telltale stuff, which mm-hmm. is kind of... A light version of this, in a yes. way, if you think yeah. about it. So, yeah, that that to- makes total sense to me when to hear a statement like that from you. Right, right, yeah. Where I don't have to l- rely on my dexterity and mm-hmm. and twitch re- reactions to play the game, and it's more about just yeah going through the story. Definitely. Gotcha. Cool. What did you think? So I, I, it's it's a weird situation with me because. One thing that I will say is overall, this style or genre, mm-hmm. my interest in these types of games has waned over the years. Yeah. So I remember the first one I remember playing that was this style um, was the Telltale um, Walking Dead season mm-hmm. one. Right. Uh, and then I played like the 400 Days and then did season two and did I, I did uh, whatever was after that, like the Michonne thing. And season mm-hmm. three I ended, is where I stopped. I didn't play season three because season three and season four weren't available they didn't make the uh, mac versions of those and that's where i played it and i was like well oh, i could play right. on a console but i can't can move my save and it's like i know at the end of the day it doesn't matter a ton at least on the telltale side and back then mm-hmm. but it's like i, I want to continue my story and if i can't continue my story then this is going to be the end of the road for me right but right. i really enjoyed of all the walking dead stuff that i could play i really enjoyed it i loved you know clem's story i loved you know the relationship with lee and and all mm-hmm. that kinds of stuff um, and there were some things in those stories in, in the seasons I was able to play that really got to me, like really were emotional for me and and, yeah. like, and all that kinds of stuff. But I've never really, even though I've started a few of them, I've never really been able to get into any of the other Telltale games. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned earlier, I've never played a Quantic Dream game. The only one that I had seen all the way through was Beyond Two Souls. And that was because back when it originally released on the PlayStation 3, I watched Gabe's Let's Play of it. I watched the entire oh, okay. Let's Play all the way through. Yeah, so okay. I mean, it, it looked kind of it looked fine, but I, I didn't play it myself. So this was mm-hmm. the first one that I had done. I had played all the way through, and I had a bit of reservation going in, only because I knew, like, ah, I know just myself, and that these types of games, my interest in them has been waning. But the stuff we saw at E3, and then the little bit that we saw at the demo stations, I didn't actually get to play it at E3, but. I, it always looked really good and it looked mm-hmm. really interesting and the premise was really cool. And I really liked the Kara demo from PlayStation 3 way back in the day that was kind of like the genesis of this whole yeah. idea. Yeah. I, so I always had interest that I, I like had the two sides. I had the man, this has been the way you felt of late, but man, this really looks cool. I want to give this a go. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I will say as well with me, when I have played these style games that are, you know, pick your own adventure in a way where it's like you pick the dialogue choices and you're really, really just like a story kind of thing and your choices have weight and they matter and that kinds of stuff. Right. Typically after I'm done, 
I, I have to sit and marinate. Mm-hmm. And I tend to end up, like, if you give me a week, I end up liking it more. Hmm. And I feel like that exact same thing has happened with me here. Like, I finished Detroit, and even though, and we'll kind of get a little bit to that, like, when it ended, I was like, oh, I was satisfied. But the more I've kind of thought and reflected on it, my satisfaction has gone up. Interesting. So I, I'm, I'm very much sitting at a... I enjoyed the game and I would be willing to tell other people, Hey, you should play this. I'm not, I, I wouldn't granted it's, it was out months ago, but I wouldn't have told people buy it brand new. And, and I would, even yeah. now I would say like, Hey, you know, sure. Especially because of the time frame it is now and later, just wait till you get a discount or, you know, it's mm-hmm. on sale or something like that. Right. But I feel like it is definitely worth playing, but it I'm is. I'm glad to hear that because I know in the beginning you were having a bit of a struggle with just even the controls yeah, and, and what have you. The, the struggle that I, the main struggle that I had with the game and eventually I was kind of able to somewhat overcome this just because of repetition of playing the game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the, oh, push over and then swirl down left to open things. Like That wasn't the problem for me. The problem for me was I didn't like fighting the camera. And to me, yeah. I had to fight it all the time. Because like when you're walking down, we'll just talk about the very first scene. So mm-hmm. everybody who played the demo or played has started the game knows the scene. It's like you're Connor and you're going up on that rooftop where the androids yes. like got the girl as hostage or whatever. And the game's like, hey, you can go in this room because you can learn things about the guy that you're going to go interrogate or whatever and try to, mm-hmm. to save the little girl and whatnot. And anytime that it would be like, oh, there's something over here. So you could do that. I think it was LR2 maybe. And then it would give kind of free roam it in like the world. And you could see stuff where in spots where like, hey, you should go pay attention to this or whatever. Yeah. That was great. But when you let go of that, anytime, like if I saw something left, I would push the camera to the left. But just barely even letting off. Like the camera was always fighting to recenter and go back to center. I really just wanted a free flowing camera. If it would have had that, I feel like I wouldn't have had any controlling issues at all. That's literally the only thing I didn't like. I hated how many times I couldn't navigate to a hallway because the camera wouldn't just orient right. And (laughs) there was that ability where you could hit like R1 and it would flip the camera to the opposite side. Yeah. But then the control scheme changes, so then I'm pushing the wrong direction and he's turning around when I don't want him to or her. <laughs> right. So that was my biggest struggle. And that I'll be completely honest, that took me a while to kind of get over that hump of getting used mm-hmm. to that. And that yeah. really soured me early on. I was like, look, the only thing that kept me going in the game mm-hmm. was because the stories were intriguing to me. Intriguing enough to make me want to see, ah, let's see what happens in the next chapter. Let's see. Yeah what happens in the next chapter. But I was just waiting. I was like, if one of these chapters is dud, I may bounce just because I don't want to fight this <laughs> right. anymore. It's just, it was such a pain in the yeah. to me. But right. that really was my my biggest hang up. And again, like I said, I, I was able to kind of push past that and, and overcome it, if you will. Yeah. Um, all the other stuff, the swipe, you know, the weird kind of control schemes to open doors and whatnot. I, I mean, it was a little strange because I'd not played a game that way, but it was mm-hmm. fine. It wasn't like difficult to do or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Speaking of the opening scene, uh, when you're on the balcony and you're mm-hmm. slowly approaching the mm-hmm. android, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I played through the game and then I played through it again a couple times. And then, you know, we had, we had Sarah and the Tapmans and everybody play the demo and what have you. And yep. it wasn't until maybe the fifth or sixth person played the demo and they discovered that on the balcony, is a policeman that's injured yeah. that you can help. I yeah. never saw him. Did you help him in yours? Yeah, I actually, I helped him oh. in both the demo and the real game, which I did in the real game because I knew it was there because I had discovered it in the demo. Right. 
but I don't remember. I, it's not because I knew it. I just happened to be going by and I saw a prompt or I saw a guy there and he was slightly moving or something. And they're like, oh, yeah. and then it, when you got close to it, there was a prompt to do something or maybe it was a dialogue choice. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I saved him. Well, I because you know the androids like, don't mess with him, don't worry about it, whatever. And I ended up my dialogue choices came out to be like, I'm gonna apply this tourniquet and I'm gonna do it because if I don't, he'll die. Mm-hmm. So I ended up saving him. Or and or then you saw him later, later, much yeah. later. Yeah, you Which saw him I much loved. later. And he comes up. Oh, oh. I, I, he comes up to you and like, it's like Connor, and he's yep. like all trying to has this emotional connection because you saved his life. And Connor's just kind of that dead faced android. Like, yep, I did the thing. Yeah. Well, you were gonna die, so I did it. And he, he's just <laughs> like, oh yeah, you're you don't really have emotions. You're a machine. Okay. And he's like, well, I just either anyways. I wanted to say thank you. And yeah, that yeah. was definitely a cool little little callback. Did your Connor die at the end of the first scene then? Uh, yeah, my Connor died almost every time there was a chance he could die. <laughs> I mean, not every single one, but almost every time. If he could, if I could make a choice where he would do something that would t- get somebody else out of danger, but him, him end up getting taken the danger himself, right? I always did it, and he always died. See, and that's one thing that I, you know, I mentioned on the podcast, but I didn't know if it was a spoiler, so I just talked about an inconsistency in the game and. Mm-hmm. Before I played, I in in my demo, Connor lived, and so when I played through the game, he lived. But mm-hmm. I had seen other people play it, and he died. And I wondered, well, if he died at the end of, you know, if that's the very first scene in the game, what what does the game do from there? Yeah. And my Connor didn't die for the first time until way way late in the game. Mm. And after watching other people play it. And seeing their Connor die, and then he comes back, and they kind of explain, oh, yeah, there are multiple Connors, and yeah. what have you. When my Connor died, there was none of that explanation. It went to another scene, and then came back to a scene with him and this partner all of a sudden. And they're just talking like nothing happened. And that oh. was where I was like, uh, what? Wait, no, he's dead. What's going on here? And... I think it was just so late in the game they would have they just assumed I would have died by then. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't remember for sure now, but I feel like every time that my Connor died, I went to that little garden area where you were talking to the black lady. Yes, right. And so I knew I was like, oh, okay. And and I feel like on maybe it was the first one or the second one she specifically said it like, well, you're the new Connor, and we just put your memory into here. So okay. I was like, okay. So, but yeah, that that was something where I was just like, oh. Okay, well, it happened pretty early for me, so that wasn't weird. But it did make me think, like, okay, well, I'm guessing this won't happen with Marcus or Kara because they don't, they're not working for Cyberlife, if you will, you know? Right. So right. I was more concerned about I don't want them to die because I don't think they will come back. But yeah. I didn't know for sure. And in the garden, you can find, like, I always wondered, there was always this rock that said examine, and he would go and examine it, and he would say nothing. And I was like, what is this rock? Mm-hmm. And I realized through watching other people play it who did die that those are every time he dies, those rocks become a tombstone of oh, Connor. I didn't really, I didn't catch that. So that if man, you would I go, must have had like twenty eight tombstones. Yeah, rocks. Exactly. So every time you die, another one is added. Wow. And also, I guess the number on Connor's uh, jacket goes up by one every time he dies. Ah, interesting. Which I didn't I, pay attention to that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have either. noticed that either. But uh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think was out of so we have the three characters, we have Marcus, Kara, and then Connor. Mhm. What was did you have a favorite of the three? I enjoyed Marcus or or I'm sorry, Connor the most just because mm-hmm. when you were Connor, you got to do the investigations. 
And yeah. that was my favorite part of the game was finding clues and investigating and trying to rebuild what happened. That was my favorite part of the game. Gotcha. Gotcha. You? Okay. Um, I think my favorite storyline was the Kara storyline mm. to a certain point. Yeah. Um, I ended I, the Marcus one was always kind of like, you know, I feel like this is going to get somewhere. And, and once I got to the end, I, I was on board. I was like, okay, I, I'm digging the Marcus guy. Okay. Right. Connor. I'm kind of the same way as you, not for the same reasons, but I always kind of dug Connor and I, he was the one where I, from the beginning, I knew for sure what I was going to do. I was always going to hunt the deviants. I was always going to try to complete my mission. And at the same time, I was always going to sacrifice myself to save a human if that was an option. So mm-hmm. like I saved Hank at one point from getting shot. I saved, you know, a yeah. little girl off of the roof. And yeah. any other time, if it was like a, I can dive in front of a car or whatever and push a baby out, I'm doing that. <laughs> right. And every time right. I did, which is part yeah. of the reasons why Connor died so much. Yeah, um, exactly. So I, I, I grew more to him early on. And then as the story was going on, I really got into the core or uh, the Kara arc. And it wasn't until I'd say maybe after the, the television where they took over the place and made their, their Android message mm-hmm. for Marcus. I think it was around after that is when I really started getting on board with the Marcus stuff. But I will nice. say I really enjoyed Marcus and his, first owner well, i forget the guy's name the, the artist guy i liked their right. relationship and their dialogue a lot yeah was really i good. really did i really did too there were a lot of really poignant moments mm-hmm. uh they did that really really well yeah so what so you already pretty much said that you are like this is most likely game of the year at least up to this point for you Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what did you not like? What was something that you were like, man, this really bummed me out or this aspect of the game or the, of this character just didn't sit well with me or, or whatever it might've been. What's a negative? Give me a negative for you. I think the biggest thing for me was, I don't know why Marcus could wake up androids. Okay. Yes. I have no <laughs> idea. Like, I remember when you first started talking about the game on the Married to the Games podcast and you said... Oh, there's this thing that happens. It's never really explained, and that just ruined the game for me. And then, like a couple episodes later, you're like, "Oh, I found out what that was, and it must have just been a, a scene that I missed or didn't get because of my choices." Right. I thought for sure the thing <laughs> that you didn't know and weren't understanding and got an answer to eventually was how in the world Marcus is able to be like, "You're free. Oh, yes. you can see now." And so the whole time I'm like, well, I'm going to see something. This is going to be explained. And (laughs) it never was. And that drove me up a wall. And, you know, and I'm not someone who's such a fanboy that I can't see the flaws in things. Yeah. And at E3, things seemed cheesy. And I I was like, well, maybe I don't have the full grasp. But Mm -hmm. even when I was playing the full game, anytime he would say, you're free, you're Mm -hmm. free. Your fr- I'm like, can they figure out a way to do this that isn't just cheesy as heck? Yeah. Because just the, you're free, you're alive now, you're free. I just, oh, it made me cringe. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I, even now, I'm, I'm just like, I just want to know, tell me how he was able to do that. Like, why, it, what, what, you know, yeah, complex or gift that he had, what unlocked on him, or like, why? Was it one of those guys in the Android pit, he pulled out an eyeball, they gave him a special eyeball power or something? I, just tell me. Yeah. Give me a reason. It can be ridiculous. Just tell me there's a reason. Yeah, and and even afterwards, I went online and, and searched RA9, because I thought, well, you know what? So far, I, another I haven't one. found the answer, and apparently there is no answer. 
And I'm like, what is it? And why are the deviants? Oh my god! Exactly. I'm like, I want there to have been an answer in there somewhere. I just didn't unlock that path. Yeah. But you know, to search and find, oh yeah, that it's never explained in the game. I'm like, oh come on. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so yeah, those were a bit of a bummer. Was there anything else that you were like this scene or this thing or this aspect really didn't sit well with me? Not really. I'm trying to think. Um, I felt like the scene in the amusement park uh, at night with Kara, uh-huh. I I was ready to, I was like, okay, let's go. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's let's continue on. Um, mm-hmm. So whenever I watched someone replay it and we got to that part, I was like, oh, this is, uh, it's, it's going to the for- All the androids in that park that are the same. Right. Whatever, the Jerry's. Kinda, yeah. They look like they're going to be zombie guys or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the, the whole that whole scene, I just kind of felt dragged a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I just uh, my Marcus died at the protest, and the first one or the the like when they're marching down the street that very when first they're marching time? down the street and he's like summoning more androids to join him and oh, my Marcus died really? there and so then seeing other people play and and get a lot more story when I, when yeah. that when that chapter ended and I saw all of the things I was like oh crap this ended way early for me wow then yeah I have no idea cuz my Marcus lived in, in that and I was really he actually he did get shot but they still grabbed him and they ran away okay and I was so nervous like crap I'm he's going to die here and I don't know what that's going to do yeah, the story because he's clearly like the savior or the you know the Martin <laughs> right. Luther King of the androids you know that they're all going to follow him and I, my, I I will say this for my Marcus playthrough I did as much as I could to do things the peaceful way like the I nonviolent like I was yeah. like if he's going to be an MLK kind of character we're MLKing it up we're nonviolent yeah. we're not Malcolm Xing it we're MLKing it right we're not going to fight them and we're going to win them over through love and and yep. you know peace peaceful protest and all this kind of stuff. So when I was just kept walking towards this guy and they shot my Marcus, I was like, well, here it goes. He's dead. And then North <laughs> or somebody comes over and grabs him. And they run off while the other androids are getting shot. And he, you know, lived to peacefully protest another day. Yeah. So, well, if, if wow, Marcus dies, North takes over and uh, crap goes, I mean, it just goes to crap. Like they're full yeah. on warring against the cops and it's guns everywhere. And it's just a big battle scene. Oh, wow. it's like, oh, it was very dark. <laughs> you know what? I will say this. I feel like if because North was never like really my character, if that had happened and Marcus did die and it did say, OK, now North's the one you're doing. I probably would have gone the violence route just because she was that was her right. MO from the beginning. So I probably yeah. would have been like, well, let's do this, baby. Yeah, we're going to destroy some humans. <laughs> right. Yeah. They ju- they show you like a maybe a three minute cutscene of basically North leading the resistance and all war breaks out. And it's like, Oh, this is wow. not what Marcus would have wanted. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Well, um, so on the Kara side, everything mm-hmm. was all good with you there. You're all good with how that went for you and the art yeah. and yada, yada. I found the gun in the very beginning and killed and shot the guy. Yeah, I did too. The dad. Um, and I slept in the car the first night that we were on our own. I slept in the house, broke into the house, and there was a weird, that jacked up dude. deviant guy in there. Yes. Tried yeah. to feed my little daughter a dead <laughs> raccoon or something. So funny. And kept like carving like all a bunch of the other deviants you find out about early on, like RA9 in the wall. Of course, we have right. no idea why. <laughs> uh, and then I really enjoyed the... Um, my brother-in-law was able to get free 
when she was trapped in the basement of the old house um, and have her oh, memory yeah. wiped, he was able mm-hmm. to get free. I was not able to get free. Um, I got my memory got wiped, but yeah, then I still too. got free. And like I was able to get my memory back in some weird way or something. I yes. don't remember exactly. But I, I think yeah. I, I found like a Alice in Wonderland book or I found different clues in the house yes. that jogged my memory. Any time that there was like a, oh, you've got two minutes and you got to put these clues and figure the thing out. I never got it. Or like you've got to figure <laughs> out how to get out of this thing before your memory is wiped. I could never figure it out. None of them. There's that one scene where Connor goes in the evidence room and he's like, you got to put the pieces together and figure something out. I couldn't do it. I was like, my good gracious. I can't believe I can't figure this puzzle out. But yeah, I, I, anytime there was a thing like that, I failed it. And it so at one point, Connor and Hank are in the apartment with all the pigeons. Yes. And he finds the book that he can't decode. Yes. And then at the end of the game, they kind of, he's in the evidence room and all the evidence you found during your play is, is presented in front of you. Mm-hmm. Were you able to decode that book? Because I... No. In all my playthroughs, I have not been able to find what the decoder is. Nope, I didn't. Doggone it. Decode it. Wow. Nope, not me either. Man. So, real quick, I'll say this. I'm going to go back to the Kara arc, and I'm going to kind of just... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...breeze through this a a little bit. But I'm going to tell you the big issue. Like, I... The whole, like, Kara, you know... Because the whole thing is that these deviants are becoming, you know, starting to have sentience and, like, have emotions and thoughts and and, and become way more human-like. That's kind of the whole thing is it's... The game tries to get you to existentially feel like, well, could these androids, especially the ones that are becoming conscious and everything and aware, self-aware... Can they be considered like a new life? And part of mm-hmm. the thing that I feel was trying to really drive that home was this android who had mother-like tendencies and feelings towards a human little girl mm-hmm. and wanting to care for her and provide for her and protect her and all these things. And that that story arc, like, because I will say top level, like high level, like if this, if Detroit's scenario is to become real some t- place in the world, I'm totally one of those, nah, man, they're machines. I'm not having this whole free will crap for a machine. It's just right. not happening. Like I, right. I'm not for that. But in the in the game, you know, it's it's a fantasy world. I'll go along mm-hmm. with just however my emotions feel. Right. I was feeling that whole connection and that whole like, man, she's really bonding here and everything like that. So yeah. when they got to Jericho and you find <laughs> out the little girl's just an android yes. that has her ability to feel heat and cold, like turned on as, as a switch in her system or whatever, you lost me. I was like, that's the stupidest <laughs> twist. <laughs> In the world, like I don't, I don't give a rat's b- behind about their relationship anymore because they're both androids. Yeah, like that does. Like the whole time I was like, whatever. Kind of like in The Walking Dead, I was gonna save Clem. Whatever it took, Clem's getting. She's being taken right. care of. I was taking care of this little girl. Yeah. Now I didn't care because like, oh, we'll just put her brain inside of a new little girl. Yeah. I did not. I. I cannot that was the worst part of the game to me like i just did not like that twist i did not think that was a good idea i it did not work for me now i will say after i got over my annoyance with that (laughs) i was able to move on and continue to just it's like i'm just gonna pretend she is a girl and then i was back to being fine with it but (laughs) you know what that reminds me of another small thing i didn't like that they could just remove the blue circle and it covers it up as if it was never there I thought that was yeah. a weird, weird thing to put into an android that you could that easily disguise yourself as a human. Yeah. Well, for one, like, why was the girl like that? So did she do that? 
because she yeah. didn't have the dot until you see the second version of the girl that's in Jericho. And then, right. So, did the girl when, know she was an android? I think she did. And not only that, it's like okay, so the drunken, crazy, belligerent, violent dad is like, so did he buy a little girl with his wife? It made that whole arc about like, oh, she left me, and it's all your fault, kind of thing. It's like that had yeah. no merit because they clearly went out and made a purchase. She's just a, she's a machine. She's a, you know, like your car. Yeah. You when, wouldn't be beating your car with a bat because you made my wife leave me or anything like. I, I just that just totally destroyed almost that entire arc for me. I did not like that. I'm trying to remember now. In someone's playthrough, mm-hmm. they unlocked the dad's backstory. And it was something like they had a little, he and his wife had a little girl and she died Hmm. and they bought the Android to kind of quote unquote replace her, but the wife couldn't take it or something like that. It just wasn't the same for her or something. It just wasn't the same. Yeah. Something to that effect, but still without in my playthrough, I had no idea what his deal was. So yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, definitely weird. You know, I I thought it was going to get a lot and do you remember the the E3 when they showed the scene with the dad and the little girl and everyone kind of was like, oh, my gosh, like kind of freaked There's out. There's going to be child abuse in this and you're right. going to see it. And yeah, I felt like in context, it wasn't nearly that bad. Did they change it at all or was it just because well, we had see, the context in, in the trailer? They never actually showed it. So people just felt like it's going You're going to see it. You're going to see the smack or the hit or whatever okay. in the game. It wasn't actually shown. It was just because people know David Cage kind of pushes some limits at times and things. They were just right. expecting. And I don't remember seeing her actually get hit. Now, you see bruises and you hear like her like, right. ah, when she gets hit and things like that. But yeah, I don't they remember, do cut away. I don't, I don't think in mine you ever actually saw her get hit. But at yeah. the end of the day, like when you get further in the story, she's an android. So, I, it, I mean, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now granted, I don't, uh, I don't, wouldn't condone. And even in the game world, I was like, you know... I understand you shouldn't be beating your androids and treating them like garbage, you know, because they're right. just machines or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, she's a machine. You know, and this guy's yeah. a drunkard. He He's still clearly got a problem, but it's like it makes her whole, like, a, it's not as strong anymore in hindsight. Of course, you don't know that for three quarters of the game. Right. But, right. Uh, oh, man, I just, that that scene really rubbed me the wrong way. Interesting. Yeah. But that being said, I still feel like the Kara... Luther Alice arc was my favorite overall because I just erased that part from my memory. I'm like, I'm like Connor's like, oh, I got a new memory. And then I just right. I just ignore that part. And then everything else I really dug because that was that was the only one in the first like three quarters of the game up until the point where I found out she was an android where I really felt a strong connection to their storyline. Hmm. Marcus, I honestly, even though I was playing him the whole time, is like, I'm going to do the peaceful protest and I'm going to try to win the the people onto my side kind of thing. I never really cared for him and his story that much. Yeah. It, it wasn't until, so I'm sure you've seen the playthroughs and everything now, but it wasn't until I, my Marcus made it all the way to the end. Yeah. And so he got where he made the final stand outside of the, like the Android concentration camp mm-hmm. and they're jumping in there and then you have the choices and like, you can fight back. It's like, Nope, I'm nonviolent. We're not doing this. And then it gives you the two choices. Like you can reach over and you can kiss North or you can start to sing. And I don't know what it was because my head was telling me, kiss North because this is the end. You might as well get your Android like loving on for real quick while you got the chance. Right? I was like, nah, I'm going to sing. And they're going to have to shoot me while I'm singing peacefully. 
And then yeah. the president is like watching this live and she's like, tell him to stand down. I was like, holy crap. I just that was, a over. Cool, that was a cool scene. Yeah, that was cool. That that part like got me like yeah. on his side, on his story like that. Like I got a little emotional. Mm. With that. I was like, oh, man, this is like this is the struggle and seeing all that, you know, kind of civil rights esque stuff. And that worked for me a lot. That's when I really clicked on the whole Marcus side of things. Yeah, that was a good scene. And then on the Connor side, so my Connor made it all the way to the end as well. Well, granted, he kept getting rebooted because he kept dying. But when it <laughs> right. came to the scene where you're on the roof and you're as Connor and you're trying, well, I guess you didn't play this, at least not the first time. My Connor made it. He found out who uh, he had confronted Marcus a couple times, but Marcus escaped or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then my, when he's out in that little that little area in front of the concentration camp, Marcus is, my Connor knew where he was, had a sniper rifle on an adjacent building. It was going to shoot Marcus. And I was really? like, oh, crap, I can't shoot Marcus, so I'm going to end up making Connor fail. And what ended up happening is Hank confronts him because Hank's like basically buying in. He's like, they're people too, and we need to let them be and all this. And, and Connor's mm-hmm. over here, I got to complete my mission, and he's a machine. It doesn't matter. Him and Hank end up getting in a fight. Mm. And I play the whole thing of like, Connor is defending himself, but anytime there's like a prompt or a dialogue or whatever, I just tell Hank, like, I'm not going to fight you. I'm not doing this. I'm only defending myself. I'm not punching him back to like hurt him or do anything like that. Right. And at one point, like I'm holding, like he, he makes a miss and I'm holding him at the edge of the, of the building. And Hank's mm-hmm. like, what are you going to do, Connor? Or whatever. And I was like, I'm not going to do this. And so I throw him back behind me and like basically save him again. Like I don't, I yes. don't kill him. Yeah. And then I'm going to pick up my gun or whatever. And then Hank runs at me and there was a button prompt. And I'm like, crap, he's going to punch him. So I hit the circle or whatever. And instead what I do is I duck down and dodge and Hank ends up flying off the building, like basically of his own uh, momentum. Okay, right. So Hank dies at the hand kind of of Connor, even though it wasn't he wasn't trying to kill him, at least not the way that I interpreted it. Right. So that was the one time when I was like, crap. Mm. Connor things didn't go as I planned because I always wanted to save every human that I had the opportunity to save. Right. So that kind of bummed me out. But my Connor made it to the end. And at the very end, when you get inside the concentration camp, because, you know, the president has said, stand down and we're going to, you know, let him be okay. And Connor's giving this rousing speech to all these androids that are behind the concentration camp wall. And Connor is there, uh, or sorry, Marcus is giving a speech. And Connor mm-hmm. is there, and he he has a gun because, and he's it. The option is shoot Marcus or relent or become a deviant. It, it's worded some other way, and and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not shooting Marcus, so I became a deviant. And I stayed, you know, I, everything went fine. So he, he in his arc, I guess, kind of ended in a positive note in the terms of like he didn't die or he he didn't complete his mission, but it, it still has some kind of positive spin on the way hmm. that they mentioned it. Interesting, Marcus, you know, because he we did the singing and then the president had them stand down like Marcus didn't die. So he had a positive ending. Now, how did yeah. your Cara ending go? Um, they went to the bus station, couldn't uh-huh. get a ticket. Uh, the family from the farm showed up, uh, took them to the, uh, the river. Um, Cara and the girl got in the boat to cross over to Canada. Uh, there were some shenanigans on the way there, but they still made it across shenanigans like how so like police were there guarding border guards or yeah there were like police boats or something Mm. and it was like you can either duck down you can jump in the water or you can rev your boat to go faster and i just ducked down and interesting uh, i don't know if i ducked down or got in the water but whatever i chose it was the right thing and they both made it to canada safely nice so was luther 
What will happen with Luther? Uh, Luther died at the farmhouse when the policeman showed up, and I couldn't really? find. I couldn't. It was like hide all the evidence of deviance, mm-hmm. and there was one that I hadn't seen, and so I couldn't. I didn't know where to find it, and the the policeman saw him, and Luther, uh, the policeman shot him, uh, but Luther killed the policeman at the same time, or something like that. Oh wow! Okay, so my uh, my Luther lived all the way till we got to the bus stop. Uh-huh. Didn't, didn't die anywhere. I, I we avoided the policeman, or I was able to like Luther went to a different place, like another area in the house or whatever, and and I was able to convince the policeman, hey, everything's cool here, and he ended up just leaving. Mm-hmm. Nice. We well got done. to the bus stop. We didn't have the ticket. There was this wa- woman that had a baby that Alice and yes. I sat down next to. She dropped the tickets, and I took her tickets. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, I took her tickets. <laughs> I picked them up, and then the guy comes over. He's like, did, did you see any tickets? He's like, no, I sure didn't. Are and then you we walk, we walk over to the thing, and we're like, we're like, where's your... T-? And that was the only time when I was like, did some, like, was devious about it, you know? Oh, and I was my, like, I, was like, I, I got to get on this thing. bus. I got to get on this thing, bus. But I was like, yeah, here's your ticket. I found it. No man, I'm taking them. I'm taking them dang tickets. And so me, Alice, and Luther got on the bus, and we took off. Because to me, the way that I looked at it was like this: I need to get to Canada to survive. If these people don't get on this bus, oh well, tomorrow they'll have to buy a new ticket and get on the bus again. I mean, it's not like they—they're oh, humans. They can't. It's not like they are in trouble. Like they have fearing for their life. You know, right? They're right. gonna be fine. So I was like, it's not gonna. It's it's a little white white lie for me to take these tickets, and it's gonna benefit me way more than it's gonna benefit them. They'll just perturb them, but they're not gonna oh die. I'm gonna die if I stay here. So I took the I took the bus, went to it, it stops where it is, and then you go into customs, mm-hmm. and then you're having to go through customs, but they're scanning everybody with like a heat scanner. Because obviously right. androids don't get above heat, or at least not heat to the level of like humans do. They're not going to have body heat. Right. And so there's like all these. So the 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 lady whose house you stayed at that drove you around mm-hmm. and like that helped you get across the river. Mm-hmm. She was there. Her son was there. Uh, another guy that you had helped, but I couldn't remember where I had helped him from. But he was there. And he's like, and then Luther. Luther's always like, uh you know, you've got to save Alice. I'll cause a distraction. I'll give myself up. I'll die for this or whatever. And then this other guy was like, I'll do this. And then the girl that had helped you at the house, she was like, I'll do what I can to help. And so eventually, like I get all the way up to the front of the line and I'm like, and it's like, you can either have this guy cause a distraction. You have Luther cause a distraction. You have her cause a distraction. And to me, it's like, I pulled up and I was like, nah, man, we're Marcus in this. Like, nobody's sacrificing because that's the way it was worded. It was like so-and-so sacrifice luther sacrifice oh, blah, right. blah 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 sacrifice i was like nah man we're just gonna we're just gonna play this out and if it ends here it ends here and we get up to the border agent thing and we give him our tickets or whatever or they look at our id and then he pulls out the scanner and he's scanning me and as he's scanning uh cara she just looks at and the and I I didn't pay enough attention when they were walking through the line to notice if this was the case. I think when the gun would scan, like if it was you know detecting body heat, it would change a certain color, like blue or something. Mm-hmm. But if it if it didn't, when it scanned me, it stayed red. So okay. to me, you know, red means bad, and so I know he's not reading it or it's not reading right because we're all three androids sitting here. Right. And she just puts her arm kind of like Alice, like brings him a little bit closer, and then she just looks at this dude and says, like it's. Like such a heartfelt, like gut wrenching, honest mm. moment. Like, we just want to be free, and like, wow. oh my god, dude! That out of the whole game, 
that moment and that scene like hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm. And then that agent, you just see him and he's like, looks at the scanner and then he looks back at her. And I think he looked one more time, like at their IDs or he had them in his hand or something. And he, he just puts down the, the scanner gun that was detecting heat and says, welcome to Canada and lets him walk wow. right in her Luther and Alice. And that was my favorite part in the entire game. And one, so I got good, the good endings for everybody. Yeah. Essentially, like I got Connor got a, a happy ending of some sort. Marcus definitely got the, the ending that he was looking for because, you know, the androids are now getting the respect that they deserve, or at least it's going a positive way. It's not mutiny. Yeah. And then Kara and them made it across the border and, and Luther with them and made it through. And But that scene, man, I, I can remember, like, I that, out of everything I've wanted to go back and look on YouTube but that I already played, which I didn't record it, but I wanted to find somebody and just re-watch that scene because mm. it... It impacted me so much. Like I, I was like wow. almost choked up there. I was like, oh my gosh, that's like really such good delivery, such great animation in that scene. Like it, it was like I was watching a movie at that point. Like wow. it was so good. I loved that scene. Easily my the biggest highlight wow. for me was that scene. Now when my see, I got the scene on the rooftop at the end with Connor and Hank that you mentioned, but he was just looking down the sights just at deviants gathered in the street. Of course, Marcus mm. wasn't there. Yeah. Um. When my brother-in-law played it. Marcus ended up, and I don't remember what the path is that led him there, in the factory with all of the other Marcuses. And was uh, he like being put back together or something crazy? No, it was almost kind of like a big empty storage. It was like a big empty warehouse with nothing but Marcuses standing there. Hmm. And Marcus, uh, not Marcus, I'm sorry, Connor. Oh, okay. And and uh, kind of like where all the new Connors come from. Mm -hmm. And he went to go wake them up. And this other Connor, uh, you know, was like, no, you, you won't wake us up. And they got in a fight and it became one of those, which one is the real Connor type of thing. And, huh. and Hank was, Hank showed up and he's like, which one's the real Connor? And he said, ask me something that only I would know. And he said, what's my son's name? And my brother-in-law got it wrong. And so the good Connor got shot. Uh, and so I was hoping you got that ending because I really wanted to know what happened if you got the answer right. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't get that ending. That is one thing that I will say. Like, I don't feel like I'm going to end up playing it again, or at least not anytime soon. Definitely because there's yeah. so many games about to come out. Maybe down the road I might. Right. But I, I and I'm very much like a, my playthrough is my playthrough. And I was mm -hmm. going to play it how I wanted to play it. And I was going to make the choices I wanted to make. And that. That's going to be my definitive playthrough, even if I ever do go back. But I do, I completely commend, and I feel like Quantic Dream, because, you know, there's some people love him, some people hate him, some people really like David Cage, some people don't, some people think he's heavy-handed, some people think it's fine. Whatever, mm -hmm. Say whatever you will. Their games and the story arcs and the amount of work that they put into all the variances that can happen, because the stuff that I yeah. hear, like this crazy stuff that you're telling me, the stuff, the few little scenes that I have seen, and just hearing discussions of other people ever since I finished Detroit of how theirs went through, and scenes mm -hmm. that it's like nothing on my playthrough at all even would tell yeah. me was going to go that direction at all. Yeah. So I, you know, hat is off to Quantic Dream and their ability oh, yeah. to be able to do that, because that is got to be. A nightmare trying to make I happen. can't even imagine. And, uh, you know, early, not early on, but a, a couple of weeks ago or whenever it was, you said, oh, I'm at the scene with the red pool. And you're like yes. the girl that's at the every time you start the game, she's there at the screen and mm -hmm. something's going to happen. What did you do with her after the game was over? I, I well, sh so when my game ended, 
she said she basically didn't really do anything to me. I think I had to make a decision where she to like let her go or or yes. tell her no. But she was just like, Marcus, he, he he did it. Like we're free now, and I think that I'm gonna go or something like that. Oh and, really? And then, it, and then it said, I think I want to go because I, I because we're free. And then it said something like, Do you want to let her go or no? And I was just like, Yeah, sure, go. And she's like, Thank you so much. And then she like walked away. See, and I hated that. After the game came out, that was a huge news story that I couldn't talk about because people so wanted her back that they ended up putting in an update on the game where the next time I started it up, it said, hey, you have one chance. Do you want her back or not? And I still said no, but people demanded to have her back in their main menu. So some people have her again. I didn't like her in my main menu. I <laughs> Honestly, the main reason I didn't you like didn't. her is... That was so funny. I, I didn't like her being in my menu. I didn't like her questions and the things she was saying were corny and dumb a lot of times. <laughs> and of all the stuff was there, because this happened a little bit throughout the game, but definitely with her, like they didn't fix her, they didn't fix her mouth. Like her mouth was not good. She was not well animated. She looked good. Like the textures and all that kinds of stuff was really right. well done. And like, you know, you could see the reflections in her eyes and everything. But her mouth was always weird. She would always like the screen would boot up <laughs> and she'd have this weird, like concerned look. And then it would just instantly like, boom, it goes away. And now she's smiling like a yeah. weird, like it had, it was loading in the right one based on how I played the last time or whatever. Right. It just totally took me out. I was like, can I get to the start screen any faster? Just get her off my screen. But I had a feeling I was like, she's gonna something's gonna happen. Yeah, she's gonna start her. talking to you, or she's gonna be like, if someone's gonna die, she's be like, I can't believe you killed that person, or blah blah blah. I was like, it's gonna go that way. But luckily, <laughs> yep. it just never really happened. Now, I guess she didn't care about Connor because he kept getting rebooted because she never gave me a hard time for Connor dying as many oh, times that's as funny. he did. But yeah, if I'd have that's had the funny. choice and I could have got, it, if I knew how, I'd have got her off the screen sooner. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I, I feel like this was, a, this was a fun discussion. I'm glad that we had it. Yeah. Not only because, you know, I ever since I've ended it, I've definitely been like, man, I I guess I can talk to Ed because I know he's beat it. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So, cool. I guess we're both coming down on it's a thumbs up. Um, yes. You, maybe a third thumbs up coming up there somewhere, <laughs> like your big <laughs> toe. Right. <laughs> uh, but, but all in all, I'd say we're both pretty much on the, yeah, it's definitely worth playing and giving a shot and, and yeah, definitely. taking a definitely. chance on it. All right, cool. Yeah, for awesome, sure. man. Well, thanks for joining me, Mr. Ed, in discussing Detroit Become Human. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'll see you on whatever our next numbered Married to the Games episode is going to be. All right. I'll or maybe see you an Overwatch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs>